Listener Production. This is the Footy Talk Podcast, your daily dose of footy, the latest news, interviews, analysis from the world of footy. It is the Sunday. We are moving on to the next lot of teams as we do our season previews, joined by Joe Montagna and Jay-Z Clark. Gentlemen, we're kicking off with Essendon. Yeah, of course, Essendon last year, we know they had a poor year, 14th, six wins, 12 losses. Really, they blew it at the start. They won two of their first 12. Their season was over. It was shot to bits. Journos like Jay-Z were all over Ben Rutten and all over the footy club. And they played some better footy the last 10 games, but in the end, they've got a new coach, Brad Scott. We know they've got a long way to go with their team defence and the way they defend, it was really poor. We know they can uh, flick the ball around on offence and they can all rack up the footy and they can kick a score, but we want to see them defend. And I think this will be a bit of a slow build. I'm a bit more bullish on, on Essendon than some other people. I think they've got a good young list. I don't think they're ready to play finals just yet, but I wouldn't be surprised if they were knocking on the door sort of just outside the top eight and maybe surprising a few teams. But that'll be dependent on everyone being fit and healthy, including Jake Stringer, Tip and Woody, guys like that. Dyson Heppel will miss the start of the season. If everything goes well, I think they can knock on the door of the top eight, but they've got a fair bit of work to do. Now, Essendon napalmed its own footy department at the end of last year. Rutten was under contract. They changed not only him, board members, the whole football department went under a massive change. And I think it's been the right move. Now, Brad Scott been very impressive. I've watched a lot of stuff at Tullamarine over summer. This is an engaged and committed football club. Now, previous in previous years, you watch these Essendon midfielders at summer. They, over summer, you just don't know whether they, how interested they were racking up their own footy. It has been a completely different vibe at Essendon. And I reckon Zach Merritt's had the best preseason of his life. I think Darcy Parrish had a bit of an Achilles niggle, but he's looked really good as well. Dylan Shield, I think, has done his best 2K time trial. Uh, in his life. So I, what you've got is a committed workforce right. at the Essendon Football Club, which I think um, really augurs well. There's still holes on this list, particularly at, at uh, either end, Joey. I don't have them in my top eight um, either. But they got round, Hawthorne round one. I think they could get off this season to a flyer. That's uh, the holes you're speaking of, though. So not enough firepower up forward? Yeah, so you've got uh, Peter Wright. Who's the second banana at Essendon? That's so Harry Jones. Harry Jones. Emerging, who, who probably, inconsistent. Yeah, I think he's going to be a good player. Yeah, yeah agree. Uh, but I don't reckon he's taking control of a game just yet. And I think at key back, they really need Zach Reed. So a bit of context there. I think they just need that sort of establishment in the keys at either end for that for that sort of spine. Small forward, Jai Menzies look good. Tip and Woody coming back. But I think they'd love a bit more pressure at ground level, and that's been a big agenda item for Brad Scott. That's why they're probably still not ready Correct. yet, because they do have the, the names there. Zach Reed and, yep. and Nick Cox can help fill some voids along with Laverde and Ridley and Redmond in defence. They've got a yep. bit there. Dan Bro. Rosio showed that he could play. Yep. Archie Perkins, you know, where does he get to yeah. with his talent levels? Yep. We know they've got some elite mids. They've got a good young Ruckman. Draper's coming along and Nick Bryan yep. is another one. And their forward line, I think, yeah, you've got to, you just need a full season from Harry Jones and he's still only young. He can develop. Got some small forwards with a bit of craft. So, look, there's there's a bit to work with for Brad Scott. It's just I think they've just got to take a bit of time to get the foundations right of that footy club mm. and then hopefully they can springboard in the next 18, 24 months. I'd be so much more excited and bullish if we heard that Jake Stringer had trained the house down, hadn't missed a season, had the best preseason of his life. The fact that he's had an interrupted preseason, hasn't had a clear goal at it, generally that means with Jake and his history that he'll play four or five games and then be 
predisposed to a soft tissue or missing further games throughout the season. And I don't think they can challenge if he isn't there and playing his best footy because he's my, a critical player. was his pre-season had actually been really strong. He'd actually done a lot of training. He was fit and powerful. He just did the hamstring late. It was, there's a bit of misconception about he's interrupted pre-season. It's a really good question. I watched him in a match sim and he kicked uh, – he could have kicked six. Mm. Like he started in a sort of late January match sim. And then after that he had some back tightness and ran – I saw him in rehab, ran 10Ks away from everyone, which is a solid hit out, isn't it? Like I think that's a, a really solid training session. I thought, well, that's a pretty good effort. But it has developed he, – he did some work last week and it has developed in a full-blown sort of hamstring strain. Mm. So I – he. I don't think you can fault – people fault the commitment of Jake Stringer, and I think it's a really easy thing to do. But From, from the outside it is. Yeah, yeah. And but from everything I've seen over summer, is he's been really quite um, engaged. Is he paying for past mistakes? Because is it because his body over the journey hasn't done the work consistently? Could that be the could that be the issue? I mean, I know they wanted him to play largely forward as opposed to the midfield. Is this Jake Stringer's fault or is he just a bit unlucky? A bit, I think you'd certainly take the luck into it. You yeah, have to yeah. be lucky to get through and you yeah. see – Players, history's riddled with it. Players who have good luck, players who have some bad luck. And yep. for Jake, when the luck isn't on his side, it correlates with the footy not being at the level that we've seen from him. Yep. Uh, therefore, questions are asked. We move along to Freeman. Oh, can I ask to the big story? Yeah, the big, big story, story for the yes. will be the salary cap. They got about two and a half million dollars up their sleeve, the Bombers. They, I'm going to forget what the game show is called. Let's go shopping, Adrian Adoro. Adrian Adoro's got a full checkbook to go shopping. So they know they've got to re sign Darcy Parrish. And he might be worth what seven fifty eight hundred. I think yeah. if a club wanted to come over the top and pay one or one point one, they could probably have Darcy. Patrick. So what do they need? What's well, the I, biggest? I, I think they need a, Any a bananas? another spear, no. <laughs> another spearhead. So they need a Tom DeConing. big or, juicy uh, banana, big juicy sort of Ben King style. Ooh. And I think they'd be looking at their key defenders as well. I think they need some support in the small forward stocks. Although the Davy brothers, you know, are coming through and will be good in time. But I think they've got a big fat checkbook, Essendon mm. Football Club. We like that and we like look forward to seeing what they do with that. Fremantle. Joey, your take on them? Yeah, Fremantle, fascinating. Uh, last year they started really well. They were the best defence in the competition. They were top four team. And then just fell away the back end of the season, which you can do with a, a bit of a, a younger list. Ended up finishing fifth. They were 40 points down in a final against the Western Bulldogs. Remarkable effort to come back and win and then got showed up at the MCG against Collingwood. Yeah, pulled their pants down in in a final. I like the recruits of Luke Jackson and Jager O'Meara. I think that makes them a better team than last year. Nathan Fife is almost like... straight face. You recruited Luke Jackson, (laughs) No, I didn't recruit Luke Jackson at all. You brought Will Brody. You got Luke Jackson. You found Caleb Sarong. And I pushed Jager O'Meara across for you. Thank you. Everyone's everyone's played their part. Nat Fife's like a new recruit, to be fair. Hasn't hardly played in two years. Um, Fascinating with Frio. You know, we know they defend really well. Can they put a bit more speed on the ball like a lot of the top teams are going to do and, and continue to finish in that sort of same, you know, four to seven, three to six sort of range? That's where they were expecting to be. As we know, it's get really competitive at the top of the ladder with other clubs improving. I think they'll be around the mark again, yep. somewhere sort of between fourth and eighth. I think if they can play finals again, they've still got some young talent that isn't even in their best side yet. Um, if they can stay sort of fit and healthy, with that many home games, it's hard to see them missing finals. But they are the team, Jay-Z, that yep. some experts are putting a, a, a sort of a slight knock on because there are some teams that we think will jump into the eight. Yep. Um, some people are saying Fremantle just miss out. I think um, they're juicy odds to make the grand final. That's mm. what I'm thinking, to Get be honest. I just, the huge watch is Luke Jackson, isn't it? Because yep. he comes in with Sean Darcy, already the number one ruckman. We're all going to be watching and, and judging probably harshly how Luke Jackson goes. As Freo, I've been saying, he can play on the wing – 
he can play key forward. Well, he's got to get more than 12 possessions a game then, Luke Jackson. So we know the flexibility and talent. It's going to, like Isaac Rankin at Adelaide, it's certainly going to be a fascinating watch to see how that rack dynamic with Sean Darcy uh, works. I think I'm right with you, Joey, and Daisy, you might have something to say on this. They're going to have to take more risks with the ball. Defence, great. But are they are they gonna when you see Geelong and you see Collingwood move the footy, does Fremantle have the gear? That's the question for Justin Longmuir. Uh, on the Jackson thing, I'm excited about that. You talk about uh, McStay being third banana. Jackson arguably second banana behind the best ruckman in the competition in Gorn. He's going to be now over there. Darcy's a very good player, but I think Jackson can elevate his game to be the number one pick, the number one ruckman, the big dog over there, and take games by the scruff of the neck so and demand part, that. So what part of his game will become elite? Do you think what is his one would? Well, I, I think it'll be his follow-up groundwork that yeah. we've seen be really good, but then his ability to go forward. So Darcy playing in the ruck, go forward and actually have some real impact, kicking three or four goals as a permanent forward down there. Yeah. I think if he can do that, that's where the elevation comes. We know his tap works really, really solid around the ground. He competes hard. He chases. He does all the right things that you want from a big man that some of them just don't have the capabilities to do. If he can hit the scoreboard, look out. Don't judge Jackson by numbers. By it's, He's an impact yeah. player. I mean, so when you talk about his greatest strength, it's probably the ability to end up doing everything. You think of Mark Blitzarf's average 17 disposals. What's Blitzarf's greatest strength? He's not a huge ball winner. He's not a huge contested mark, but he's impacted Geelong. But he's not was, on 800 either, Joey. Yeah, but that doesn't matter. If you got The money is irrelevant when you've got when you've got a full list. It doesn't matter who you're Not paying. if you're a journal. If you're thinking about footy, <laughs> footy if you, yeah. yes. So, no, it'd be fascinating. Jay Grover is going to be a great get Jay for them as well. He's, he's absolutely he's flying. Yeah. And the fact that they can then push five forward with a bigger-bodied, yeah. experienced man in there, yeah. he's absolutely humming. We touch wood that he stays strong and fit and healthy out there. We get a good run of it without the yeah. injuries that he's had throughout the past. The big story? Yeah, cool. that could be one of the biggest impactful recruits of the season over yep. era because otherwise I wondered whether Frio's midfield's a bit short to be honest. They've got Sarong and they've got uh, Brayshaw of course but they lose Akers and you just wonder how broad that group is beyond that but I think O'Meara uh, coming in certainly uh, fattens that group out. I think we touched on the big story at Frio. I think Luke Jackson is going to be fascinating and you mentioned Nat Fife. Is he coming to the end? Nat Fife? He couldn't stay out there. He said the, the mental demons it got to him a bit. The hamstring is he going to be happy forward? I think he's going to be fascinating. I mean, he's, he's been a champion player, Nat Fife, and you think that cream will rise, but it'll be an interesting first month for him. You're listening to the Footy Talk podcast, and after a quick break, we head back from Frio and land in Geelong to have a look at the reigning premiers. We move along now to the Cats. The Premiers in Geelong all conquering what an unbelievable season they had and especially the final of that grand final. Yeah, it was almost the perfect season, really, in regards to how they played it. They won their last 16 straight. They were the best team offensively, the second best defensively. They ticked every box. Um, The way they played, I mean, what, what more can we say about the Cats? The big question is, do they take a slight exhale and just take their foot off the gas a little bit, which is... Which is a fair, I think, thing to think because that's why not many teams go back-to-back. There's obviously got to be something in it to be the best team one year. Not many teams back it up and win the following year. It's the only thing that's going to slow Geelong down, whether they're veterans that have now won the flag. Just 
ever so slightly, as you know, Daisy, maybe subconsciously just take a, a little a little breather. I can't really see it happening, though, with the way that club operates. So for me, they're going to be right up to their eyeballs again. It's just whether some other teams have improved enough to go past the Cats. The annoying thing is the improvement they get from a list point of view for absolutely nothing. Mm. Tanner Bruin comes across. Of course, Ollie Henry goes home because he was homesick up at the Pies. Jack Bowes. Jack Bowes comes across as well, and they collected pick seven. Jai Clark. So... You talk of the Premiers who were dominant, 16 in a row to finish the season, plus add in four that would walk into any other team and yep. play round one. It bloody helps, Jay. It's off the top of my head, but has a has a reigning Premier had a better trade period, honestly? I, I think You'd in terms of their no. list profile, yep. to go and add four under 20, you know, yeah. 22, Jack Bowe's a bit older, top 20 talents, you think that this that, that Chris Scott, Steve Hocking, Stephen Wells, Andrew Mackey's done a great job, <laughs> that they'd be laughing. The hunger is the question mark, and you experience this, Daisy. So you won the premiership, and then the following year, I think your average winning margin was like 60 points in 2011. Yep. You hadn't gone to Carlton by then yet. No, no, you? I was still there. Yep, 2011. You were electric in those first 12 rounds, and then the back half of the season that caught up with you. Was it a hunger? Was it an injury thing? Because... I really felt like at the back end of that back-to-back season, you're going on in second gear. Yeah, we no, it wasn't a hunger thing. It was injury and just a bit of circumstance. We had some key personnel going around. We had to shuffle the way we played and trying to, as we see, when you try and have to adjust on the run, you yeah. can't do it as well. I think Geelong have got enough backup reserve talent that if one goes down and I guess the issue early is Hawkins and then they had the likely the replacement there with Jack Henry. Henry sort of years. how does that look from a, a point of view of a forward line and that's Ollie? Ollie goes there, but is he going to be a number one coming out of the goal square? He would have loved to have been 30 behind his brother, who is bigger, stronger, yeah. demands more of the footy in that sort of way. But I think across the board, they've got enough of the younger blokes who've hung around for long enough who will be fighting for positions, taking a spot off somebody, one of their mates who's in the side. You have blokes like Grime Myers you talk of. Mm. We don't worry about what he averages in terms of possessions. He plays a role that is so critical to that football club. They all know what they're doing. Mm. They're the ultimate professional. I look at them with envy and somewhat jealousy for how good they are down there and just how right they seem to get everything. It's frustrating, even the trade period. You sit there from another point of view and go, how the bloody hell does that happen? Yep. Well done to them. They're the team to beat. I just wonder whether the big story here, in particular early, yes, Hawkins is out. We discussed that, the game style. So they, they got the jump on the competition, Joe, and you, yep. and you called this early last year. You said everyone's sleeping on the cats. They've changed the way they play, and you bought a lot of their stock early and cashed it in for an absolute uh, Monty last year. <laughs> What does Chris Scott do this year? I just I would be surprised if he backs in exactly the same system again, the offensive, all that stuff, and you read this better than anyone. I just wonder whether he's got something up his sleeve in the game style because they can they have shown they can adjust and they can do it like that. Yeah, Collingwood and Geelong got the jump on every other team with the offensive taking advantage of, of offense. Now you're right, a lot of teams are catching up. They're always a bit slow. We spoke about teams copying Geelong or <laughs> copying the Premiers. Chris Scott, I'm backing him in to find another way. He's a genius coach. He's done a great job with that footy club, and I think we all agree. Yep. They're in a prelim anyway and probably in a grand final, and let's see if someone's good enough to beat them. Is Asava in their best 22? So if Jack Henry was going to go forward, he's out. He played centre-half back. Is Asava their new centre-half back? 
Uh, without Jack Henry and Tom Hawkins, I think maybe, maybe he does play. Yeah, maybe I, forward. Yeah, maybe forward, or maybe you throw Sam DeConing forward and, and have it Radigalia at fullback. But a uh, couple of injuries early. That's maybe the only thing that uh, might halt their season days if they get some injuries. Yeah, we expect them to be going really deep into September again, although it is only just gone March. Uh, the Suns. We move along to the Gold Coast Suns, which are an intriguing football club. Their trajectory says that they are. As ripe as they've ever been, I'll say. Yeah, it's a yellow banana. To make a a tilt at... Natural banana growing conditions. Natural banana (laughs) growing. This fascination with you and bananas is getting a little bit concerning. But is it make or break for the Gold Coast Suns? Because in my opinion, if they don't make it this year with the way they've gone, as we talk about their demographic, their progression... Where do they find themselves again? And is it sort of just in that no man's land, the football abyss? No, they have to make it. There's no doubt. There has to be their inaugural finals appearance this year. Stuart Chu, um, he's flogged them on the track over summer. They have worked as hard as anyone Gold Coast. And you look at their first six, they've got Sydney, Essendon, Geelong, St Kilda, Frio, North. Now there's... Hey, go through that again for me. I'll go six. Sydney in round one. They could upset it. They did right? it last year up at the SCG from memory. Essendon could win that easy. So I reckon two of their first three. Geelong round three be tough. But then they've got St Kilda, Frio North. So Gold Coast could be four of their first six. They could get away to another flyer. The big question for the Suns, and it's happened time and time and time and again, is they fall over in the second half of the season. So what are they going to do differently to be able to maintain the momentum in the second half of the year? We know they'll jump out of the block show. Well, they're going to back in their maturity of the group. That's really what it comes down to. It's an interesting one. You say they have to make the eight, but we've all agreed that they are not, you know, having the talent of the top ten Correct. teams. They haven't really improved their list. In fact, without ranking, you could maybe say it's gone backwards. Tug Miller currently injured. Yeah, they get Ben King back, which, of course, is going to help them. Look, I think Stewie Doo's doing, doing a reasonable job, um, but I find it hard to leapfrog these top ten teams with the talent they've got. I think yep. their talent's okay. I don't think it's elite. Yep. Their game style is solid without being, you know, elite in any category. If you look, they're sort of ranked between 10th and 14th in all facets of the game. Even if they improve that slightly, I still can't see them making the eight. And I'm just not sure what, what to make of the Gold Coast Suns. I think they're just a team that's there, but not really threatening you know, the, the top eight teams. So hopefully I'm proven wrong. I mean, we'd love to see them play finals. At some stage, I just think, as we've spoken about numerous times, these top six to ten teams are just too strong for me at the moment for the Gold Coast to get past them. Ben King has to kick 60 goals or more Mm. for them to be in the conversation of playing a final, which a bloke who's come off a long-term injury is massive amount of pressure. Yeah. Who? Just pick one. Two questions for you. Pick one. Who would you rather, quickly, Matt Rowell or Noah Anderson? Who's going to be the better player? Noah Anderson. Oh, I'll take Rowell then. Would you? Yeah. I think I'm I think I could be it. For all the fanfare about Raoul, I think I'm with you, Joey, on Anderson. Just say Ken Hinckley comes available at the end of the year. And to a lesser probability, lesser chance Damien Hardwick. If a if an experienced coach like Ken Hinckley is available, is on the coaching market, Gold, would Gold Coast have to pull the trigger? Oh, I think they'd have to consider it. This would be Stewie Jew's sixth year. Yeah. Um if he's not able to get this club sort of up towards finals, he's had some slight improvement. He's been he's been getting some slight improvement. Does a coach change that though, or is again is it sort of a bit of a St Kilda list management thing? Because you, we talk about the oh, list. They've had it, all the talent in the world, haven't they? But some of the a lot of it's left. We know true. that. Yeah. You, true. What you've got at the minute, you're comparing apples to not really apples. Yeah. If you you could have the greatest, you could send Chris Scott up there at the minute, and I'm not sure they improved enough to make finals. Well, yeah. you've got to think holistically. We've got a new team coming in the competition in, Tas- in Tasmania. Is right? that a declaration? There you go. Oh, Footy be... Talk podcast. That is a breaking story. Oh, Jay that, Clark. I'm sure um, they will be in. I think the Hawth- uh, Hawthorne. 
I think Gold Coast needs to put its roots down in some finals action before that steam train comes along because otherwise they will be left behind. And I think from a broad brush perspective, the AFL, you know, it's been a failed experiment so far. If it's not this year, do we start to get concerned again for blokes who have been sold the dream of in three, four years, hang around, we will be playing finals. And now you can see it as a player that we've got to, you know, we've almost reached our ceiling and that's a ninth to tenth. Let's get out of here. No, that's a cop-out. It's up to those players to get the club into finals. It's yeah, up to those the players that... to do, do a bit more, to do extra, to do to, to recruit other players but or if to keep you... players and actually they're the ones who are going to drive the club. It can't be they go, we're going to play, and they look and go, oh, But that's teams. what it's been. That's that's yeah. what the history is riddled with up that's there. That's right. That's where so the, at some you know... point it's got to be the players that stop that. And I think this group feels like they're committed. Raul and Anderson and King have all re-signed and yep. they – there is talk that this group okay. is going to – so it's up to the group to yep. do it. Whether they're good enough, time will tell. So, Lasso, go back to that start of the season. That is a winnable start to the season. They don't want to – and go poorly over those first six because – So the if they're not even after round six, it's Caputio? Uh, they want to be three or four wins after the first six, I would have thought. Well, that is huge. There's the first eight teams done. You can catch up at the footy talk underscore pod on Instagram or follow us on TikTok at footy talk pod. Jay, Joe. Thank you very much for all your analysis. Footy Talk Pod, you can grab that every day with new episodes dropping daily from midday, the latest news, interviews and analysis from the football world. Have yourselves a wonderful Sunday afternoon. Listener.